0: You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630
1: AM. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Orioles and Blue Jays top of the six four three 4 3 Baltimore in the lead there. Hyun-Jin Ryu returns for the Blue Jays. He'd missed uh what about 14 months of action. Gives up Nine hits in five innings, four runs—all the earned. Had one walk, three strikeouts. Gave out, uh, gave up a home run along the way so he is back in action and uh, I guess stands to get the loss unless uh, the Blue Jays rally in this one okay we have uh, still coming up Wayne Wagner in studio from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles it's always a lot of fun when he joins us Steph Labbe later this half hour gold medalist, uh, medalist in 2021 with the Canadian women's soccer team now into uh, management and uh, player development and all that kind of stuff and uh, we will talk to her about Canada being quickly eliminated didn't make it past the group stage at the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Remember, I neglected mentioning New Zealand as a host last week. I felt quite bad. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kelly, give me some. All right, here we go. Peter text
0: again. just, uh, and I got this question a couple of times last night too, uh, people just basically asking, what was Jarius Jackson's role on the Elks before being assigned OC? Quarterbacks coach, which he will still be. Okay, there we go. Uh, got an unknown text in and says, uh, 12 seconds left and uh, the idiot Chris Jones uh, changes quarterback. What is wrong with
1: him? Uh, well, I, I yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that last night. That was, I, I mean, look, my my opinion has been, as I said, for several weeks that I would have played Daigie. I know a lot of you listening would, have, would like to see Trey Ford. Uh, and then as that game went on, it was clear to me that Cornelius was just suffering. I mean, as it was frustrating. It was really hard to watch the team get shut out again. But there was part of me that just felt bad for Cornelius. Because you can tell his confidence was, was shattered. Uh, now, Dage started warming up, and it looked like he was going to go in. And maybe if that last drive of the game had been a minute or a minute and a half, he would have got to throw some passes. So it looked to me like Jones or whoever made the decision to put Dagi in, and then there's less than 20 seconds left, and he hands off twice. But I, I agree. What's the point at, at that juncture of the game? It's, it's weird to make the change. I mean, here's the thing. Clearly Chris Jones knew going into that game – that he was very likely, or the decision was probably already made, unless they somehow would have scored 40 points, or scored at all, perhaps, that Stephen McAdoo was getting fired. And he likely knew that was going to be Cornelius' last start. So maybe he was saying, okay, I'm going to play the kid the entire game and give him and McAdoo every chance to make something work. Well, if that's the case, then why put, even put Daigie in at the end? Just let Cornelius play the whole game. So I, I agree. That was curious. It was uh, it was weird. And then, you know, you're down 27 nothing. So you're just trying to run the clock out. So you hand off the ball a couple times. You don't even let Daegi chuck one or two down the field. So I, I I agree with that assessment. That that just looked strange. But I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the, the team's in in a really bad place and. Hopefully there's something positive over the last 10 games of this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, another unknown text here uh, basically says, to the fans that stood and heckled McAdoo, losers, absolutely shameful behavior, more embarrassing than the losing streak.
1: Well, I wouldn't agree that it's more embarrassing than the losing streak. Um, look, um I don't have a problem with fans booing or cheering or even being a little sarcastic sometimes. There are things I don't like. I mean, I mean I I mean I don't like when I see and sometimes I see it at Oilers games from up top or you see video. I don't I don't like it when fans get that belligerent with other fans that there's actually a fight. Did I have a problem with the booing on Saturday? I didn't. As I mentioned, my mother booed. Um Do I think that's a great look? And I don't even know how many people it was. It probably was a very small number of people. Is that a great look to yell at McAdoo while he's there calling plays? No, it isn't. But, I mean, that was one of the worst games in franchise history, certainly that people can remember. You know I mean yeah there's been a couple games where they've scored three points or fewer I mean I remember a game when Ricky was still here I think they they scored one point they might have lost 36 or 35 one against BC but they had like three offensive linemen injured so you kind of knew going into that game it was going to be tough but they, they, they didn't get shut out <laughs> they didn't they, they got a point yeah I mean I, I would think that that level of uh, aggression toward a coach is is not great um, but it was obviously coming from a place of deep frustration and deep anger. And as we know, it wasn't a one-off that the offense was that incompetent. This has been going on a while.
0: Uh, we got one in from George as well. He says uh, Jones needs to go. It can't get any worse than. Let me re back that, sorry about that Jones uh, needs to go, it can't get any worse They could go 0-18, been a fan Since I was 7, over 65 years It's just painful, that's from George
1: Well it is painful, again I get I get the criticism Of Jones, uh, I levied some Last night, we've certainly had some Texas Callers levy some, I think the large majority Of it is, is fair, or at least Defensible, even if you don't agree with it Directly uh, But do I think he's getting fired during The season? I do not if they go 0 and eighteen, can you bring him back? I don't know how you can whether there's a coach's cap or not. I mean, which they should get rid of by the way. I mean, it is handcuffing teams um but i i i, I and I'm not saying like some well why why aren't you saying that he should be fired Reed I'm not uh, look, I'm not saying that th- things are good. I'm not saying he's doing a good job. I'm just saying if I analyze what's happening and how the team is likely to react and the situation they're in. I'm just saying it's to me it's unlikely he's going to get fired. But I get it. I mean that one texter said last half hour. So Jones is supposed to be so good at evaluating talent. He stuck with Cornelius. No, he didn't bring Cornelius here, but he stuck with him. Um, didn't get an experienced backup or possible replacement. Uh, the thing with the kicker, I, I mean, bless Dean Faithful and his story. He's not a pro kicker. I mean, there's youth sports kickers who aren't even pro that probably could have made that 48 yarder. And then uh, I can't remember what the other th- the thing, but yeah, there's there's talent gaps on this team. The O line, I mean, spent a lot of money on receivers. Well, what about O line to protect the quarterback to get him the ball or establish a running game? Now the defense is actually good. Even those young DBs, they're frustrating. I mean, they got Gray and Bratton and uh, Franklin. They're they're not bad. There might be something there with those guys. Uh, you know, Niles Morgan is is a very good linebacker. Jake Sorensen is is I think a one of the best players in the league, probably on the on the defensive line, but it's just such a dearth of talent and execution on offense. All right, anything else, Kellen? Right now, we can uh, get to some more later.
0: Well, let's get to some more later. They're coming in uh, okay. now, fast
1: and furious. So, oh wow, okay. Uh, well, let's let's keep going then. Okay, great. Uh, Janet in St.
0: Albert says, Those young Elks know how to play the game itself or they would not be at the professional level. The problem is not knowing the CFL rules of the game. So as a teaching punishment, instead of a practice on the field, everyone has to study the rule book, take a test, and be forced to watch penalty clips about rule issues. That one's from Janet in St. Albert.
1: Well, certainly there has been some rule issues. The the Sims play that cost the game is, well, other things cost the game in Saskatchewan, but that gave up the winning point. And then even the, the next game in Winnipeg, uh, Castile missed that field goal at the end of the half. And then Sims caught it. And instead of frantically running out, he kind of paused and he might've got tackled for a point there. The no yards, there have been some no yards. So Jones got, I can't remember the player. He got upset at a guy who committed a no yards foul on the weekend. Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't know. I know they go over rules with players. I don't know if they make them do a written test or respond on video. Like, okay, watch this, pause it. Okay. What do you do now? So it's not a penalty. I'm not sure how much classroom kind of stuff they do like that, but that ha- it has been costly. I think some, uh, some gaps without knowing the rules for sure.
0: Hmm. Sam texts in and says, I find it very hard to watch the CFL when there's a flag on almost every play.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I can't argue with that. Now, the i mean look the CFL is below the NFL so the players aren't going to be as good which might mean more penalties more rule violations i wish that they didn't call pass interference as much and yes that might lead to more punting if if you don't get a first down through pass interference but i do feel it's pretty hard on defensive backs and and i do feel some of the, that i i wish they let a little more hand checking go uh, i i did think a couple of those Calls on the Elks on the weekend were soft. A buddy even said to me on the weekend, he goes, those were calls that an 0 7 team doesn't get. (laughs) There might be something to that. And the officials know they're not going to derail the Elks' playoff chances if they get a couple chintzy penalties against them. The the thing that frustrates me is when the, the number of flags is one thing. But the thing that frustrates me, and and I think they've gotten better in some regards, but why do the officials have to huddle after almost every penalty? I mean, sometimes it's pretty obvious that it's a legal procedure. And sometimes it's pretty obvious that it's pass interference. And they, they have headsets, so tell the head referee he makes the call, spot the ball, and let's get on with it. You don't have to have everybody run in and huddle up. And I think you can assume most penalties are going to be accepted if, I guess depending on the outcome of the play but I mean if you get a sack if, if if a team makes a sack on first down for 12 yards and there was holding on the play clearly the the team that got the sack is going to take second and 22 over first and 20 do you have to check with the bench I mean for, if for some reason they don't want that they can intervene I guess but yeah, the, I, it it does it does kill the pace of the game sometimes.
0: Hmm. Uh, Daniel texts in and says, "As a Double E fan, I sure could use a canned ham shirt to improve my mood." Yeah,
1: we'll give him one. <laughs> give uh, give uh, Janet one too.
0: Ah, okay. There we go. So we have a. Double. We got a sure. double camp man giveaway. <laughs> I love it. Two for one. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. Uh, all right, this one just came in, just mere seconds ago. It's from an unknown texter. It says, "Hey, Reed, CFL is getting hard to watch. Penalties are scattered. Hard to know what is and what is not on some plays. Keep up the good work. Keep the local content coming." Uh, oh, this is from Norman a Combine. Oh, so hey, there Norm.
1: we go. Yeah, yeah, good to hear from Norm. I, I know he's a very loyal listener. Um, yeah, I look there. And We had a caller yesterday who said it, that the demise of the Elks is going to cause the d- demise of the Canadian Football League. I, I don't think it's quite that simple. We haven't really – maybe we'll have this discussion later on in the summer. I love the CFL. Some of you pr- probably love the CFL. Some of you are probably apathetic about the league, and that's uh, and that's an issue. Uh, I think the future of the league is something that is um, – I don't want to say in doubt, but I, but I think that there are some legitimate concerns – uh with a the quality of the play and b the the attendance now for the stuff i've heard uh and obviously i know a couple of people who work at TSN that they're st- still getting pretty good ratings and that if a a league has good television ratings it's it's not going away so that's important to remember and and look live sports generally does well you know like people like live sports they they, they like having something on that's going on now and they don't know the outcome of but yeah I think if you if you look at and Mill Stiegel mentioned it in the interview there's there's more competition of player for players so you don't have as many good quarterbacks backs in the league as you used to and and that affects things at other positions as well and then I, I think that it, the attendance has been declining for a while in most cities and I mean if you think if you watch games from around the league the stands aren't I mean Winnipeg does pretty well Regina's hit and miss uh, obviously we've had some issues in Edmonton I mean just, Sometimes you watch a game in Ottawa and you might think, oh, there's a lot of people there. you got to remember that's a lot smaller stadium than, than other places. So those are all issues. I hope it doesn't go away, but I think it's it's valid to have that conversation. Um, I, I don't know how you're going to get – I suppose if the XFL and the, what other league pops up in the States if they don't survive – that helps. McLeod Bethel Thompson is a good quarterback. He he chose not to play in the CFL this year. He played in an, in another I think he was in yeah, he was in the XFL. So yeah, that's all fair. That's uh that's all that's all fair for sure. You kind of now having said that, there have been some pretty good games this year. You know, like Calgary Saskatchewan had an overtime game. They had another game back and forth in the final 3 minutes. Ottawa had a couple of dramatic victories. So there there have been good games. Um the Elks, unfortunately, haven't been involved in many of them, or they've lost a couple of close games. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do a break, Kellen. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll have Steph Labe on uh, in an hour. We're going to try to get her on here, but we got a lot of uh, audience reaction there, so we'll, yes. get to, we'll get to her in about an hour from now. Wayne Wagner from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles is joining us. You can get in touch 780 496 0063. It's Inside Sports on Chat.
0: Hi, I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet.
1: David playing at Zach Hyman's charity golf tournament yesterday in Vaughn. Leon Dreisaitl was there as well. A few other members of your Edmonton Oilers. It is August 1st. I would like to say happy 53rd anniversary to my parents. Married 53 years ago today. Woohoo! Happy anniversary. It is also the birthday... Of the lead singer of my favorite band, Joe Elliott of Def Leppard, Ah. turns 64 today. So my parents and Joe Elliott, three of the most influential people in my life. Probably Joe Elliott, a little more influential than my mom and dad, but they're all pretty influential. Mm. I mean, if my parents would have written Pour Some Sugar On Me, they would be first. But they didn't. So Joe gets the edge
0: so off topic off topic question for uh, for you from Kellen in the control room here for you Reed uh, I recently picked up a VHS copy of Def Leopards uh, in the round in your face concert film yes uh, is it any good I haven't watched it yet
1: uh yes I've watched it for a long time though ah okay but it's good
0: Okay,
1: cool. Well, I think all Def Leppard concerts are good. <laughs> I'm biased. I'm not sure I'm the person to ask. You are the expert, though. Uh, yeah, You're the resident expert. I'm not sure I'm the person to ask, but, ah, but okay. thank you for it. That's, well, that's from the Hysteria Tour. That's from 88.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Very neat. Very cool.
1: So anyway, uh, happy birthday, Joe Elliott, and happy anniversary to my parents. Okay. 53 years. That's a long time. I texted one of my friends. I said, hey, it's my parents' 53rd anniversary today, and she wrote back, I couldn't imagine liking someone for that long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's uh, do a few more here, Kellen.
0: For sure, yes. Uh, by the way, Daniel says thank you very much for the uh Can't ham T-shirt. He's got back to us, so oh, good. Yep. Uh, Norman and Combine also, uh just wants to add that ratings are good because of Dusty. He brings it each and every time. So in talking about Dustin Nielsen and the uh, play-by-play on the uh, CFL broadcasting. Uh,
1: well, so. Dusty's uh, Dusty's great. Uh, he he was here last week doing a segment on Inside Sports, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, they got some. I mean, that's the. It's a national network, so you would hope the play-by-play people are, are pretty good. But mm-hmm. Dustin, Dustin is excellent. We had a fun segment with him last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, got an unknown text in that says: let's make, make this a true Canadian league and get some knowledgeable players on Canadian rules in the game, including coaches.
1: Well, I don't know if they'd ever have all Canadian players. I don't know if that's exactly, maybe I'm misunderstanding that message. I I mean, it's basically half and half. Um, Yeah, are there enough Canadian coaches to be all all head coaches? Uh, I don't know. Probably not at the moment. I think, I mean, Chris Jones knows the rules. The American coaches know the rules. But unfortunately, sometimes the players goof up.
0: Mm-hmm. And Greg in Saskatoon texting us, he's, Hello, Greg. he's firing on all cylinders here. He says the CFL is done read. Even you know it. I have free TVs in my man cave on Saturdays. All free are on college football and on Sunday, all free are on the NFL CFL. Sorry to say, RIP.
1: Well, maybe I think that's, th- there's a concern, but I, I mean, I guess my counter to Greg would be like, well, when, when is it going to happen? Like that's. I mean, I've been hearing that all my life. That I, you know, I'm 49 years of age. Like it was dying in the late 80s, and then it was dying in, in the 90s. I mean, I guess if you keep saying that, eventually you're going to be right. You know, so I, I mean, good for you, Greg. Like you could you could say something bad is going to happen every day, and eventually you're be, you'll you'll be right. Uh, I mean, yes, I have concerns about the future of the league. I don't know for sure that it's it's done or someday will cease to exist, but I have those concerns. I mean, if you want to watch those other sports instead of the team in your province that most people support and are passionate about, good for you. Go be different. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. We are going to do this. We're going to do the news and weather. We will have Steph Labbe in the next hour of the show. And Wayne Wagner from Wayne Sports Cards and Collectibles is going to drop by. So if you have any questions for him, send them in. We always have fun chats with him about uh, card collecting and card value. I, I got a list here of some of the auctions that are coming up for cards this month. Like, yeah, like cards from the 50s and 60s being auctioned off. It's it's a very fascinating industry. Not really one that I'm involved in, but I find it interesting to talk about. That's coming up. Inside Sports on Chet.